And we're back to Heart Fails 73. Quote, I want to urgently emphasize this point because of my deep conviction that until men and women in the Christian church, I am not talking about those outside of it, humble themselves, lower themselves and fall to the ground before this holy, righteous God. Yes, before this angry God, I see no hope for revival. It is our arrogance, our pride, our tendency to rise to define God in our own image instead of falling and prostrating ourselves before him. And that is what stands between us and these powerful blessings. Martin Lloyd-Jones wrote that. because. I knew this that. This is the official podcast. I, I knew that. It is. <laughs> of MLJ fans. We never introduced. I mean, I usually have the. And you are? Adam. And you be? James. Well, you didn't do it the last episode. I know. That was what I was so, just saying. Yeah. You'll just have to try and match up voices, I guess. Yeah. Who is this jabroni? What, is, what does that Who's even mean? I don't know. The Rock used to say <laughs> it. Rock. Do you smell what the rock is, is cooking? cooking. <laughs> Both of us have nothing. Yeah. Well, where do you, we, we, so we had we a were, little conversation. We, we, we did. We, and we went one, right from the other episode into this episode. So, and we started talking, which is always a mistake. You don't turn off the microphones and then start talking. You just yeah, leave the just microphones on. I have another quote, actually. This is from a gentleman named John Owen. The person who understands the evil in his own heart is the only person who is useful, fruitful, and solid in his beliefs and obedience. Others only delude themselves and thus upset families, churches, and all other relationships. In their self-pride and judgment of others, they show great inconsistencies. We know so many people from growing up from high school who aren't involved you connect with people on social media you kind of see different things i'm i'm thinking of actually one girl in high school who was a couple of grades below us who her profile picture on facebook is just like profanity <laughs> that's all it is i i think i'm kind of a recent friend of hers so she shows up in like my top 9 or 10 or yeah, whatever yeah and I was like, I don't want to unfriend her, but is there a way that I can hide this yeah, <laughs> kind of thing? Yeah. I'm not a fan of profanity. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just not. I don't think, I mean, we're supposed to use wholesome talk in our Christian walk. You know, you're mentioning wholesome talk. You're mentioning, you're mentioning things that God-pleasing God mouth. You know, the book of James is, is full with, with the tongue mm -hmm. and, and how to tame the tongue and how to... The tongue is the the strongest muscle in the body. It can steer, steer a ship, <laughs> steer a ship, a rudder, a steamship, a rudder. I I think with with some in regards to profanity and the way people talk. Personally, I wouldn't say it doesn't bother me. I do much to you. I try my best to tame my tongue. With your kids, though, it's it's <laughs> it's hard. It's like a volcano, isn't it? Yeah, and but I think <laughs> I sorry I should I, joke no, about it, but I, I I think where I'm going with this here is is what you said is the evil when you read that last one the evil of what did it say an evil of the, the evil, evil in, in your heart. own heart 
is the, uh, I'm sorry, the person who understands the evil in his own heart is the only person who is useful, fruitful, and solid in his beliefs and obedience. So the evil in your own heart, you're always going to have that draw to do it. Yes. That's where I was going, is that that's always going to be a draw. Some people, just like any, as, as we were talking in, the, in our 30-second break, or whatever it was in between, there's certain sins, pet sins, certain evil that bothers one person but doesn't bother another. Mm-hmm. Like, and what I mean by that is, is everybody has their, their issues. Everybody has their pet sins. Everybody has their, their um, you know, there's one person where, you know, profanity, he can't, he can't tame his tongue, but the other one can't, um, can't stop speaking negatively about other people mm-hmm. or, or gossiping, you know, or they're in other, to another person, it could be um, pornography. And, and so everybody has these issues, these sins, and recognizing that evil, that evil is always going to be there. You're always going to have that draw to do that. That's the sinful nature. That's the, the evil inside of us, the old Adam. On the other side, as you always say, profess Christians, there is the light. There is this light inside of us that's Jesus Christ. It's not us. It's nothing that we did. We can certainly fuel it, reading the Bible, Bible studies, worshiping. It's nothing that we, that we put there. You know? And so there's this light. And where I'm going with this is the battle between good and evil. You know, your two, your sinful self and your lighted self. I don't know. Your the way you're wording <laughs> it is making me want to go off in a dis- different direction, but I'm, uh, I don't no, want to go there. No, there, there's people in everybody's lives who seem to be walking the Christian walk, who seem to be very strong in the faith, and unfortunately, as time goes on there's evidence that they no longer are in the faith. Mm-hmm. They, they no longer, um, it's my belief that they weren't ever truly in the faith. Mm-hmm. And that's the evidence is that they've turned away, they've chosen their selfish desires above the grace of God, per se. Chosen is a bad word as well. But the evil that is in our hearts from birth And the recognition of, we were talking in the last episode about looking back at our past and seeing all these horrible things that we've done. Mm -hmm. There comes a time that you can do one of two things. You can try to continually justify yourself or you can recognize who you are, what you've done, and for lack of a better term, that you don't have any hope except the free gift the free grace, the mercy of God that washes you clean, that comes to you and says, I will cleanse you of all sin. Unfortunately, we know people in our lives who want to hold on to their sin more than they want to recognize their only Savior. Right. That sin is always going to be there. It's never, you know, that's the thing. The only thing that gives you freedom of it is Jesus Christ. He will give you the strength to push that sin away. Now, that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that it's magic. (laughs) To a certain extent, there is magic involved. But you you get my point. I get what you're saying. There's going to be, this is going to be work. 
a struggle. There's a struggle is a good word. I like that. Temptations and trials do not stop ever. Yeah. You will constantly be bombarded by sin and temptation. If you are in Christ, you will be able to fight it off. Will this happen all the time? Unfortunately, no. Mm -hmm. You can be... We're in a garage right now. (laughs) You can be blocking the door to the garage and put all your forces there. I'm not going to do this sin, and I'm not going to do this sin, and I'm not going to do sin. And then through the garage door, it will raise up, and this bombardment of sin will come in. And you've spent so much time fighting against the one thing that you haven't even realized that you let all this other stuff in. It's Yes, And, and that's the beauty of grace, you know. And that's when it's it. That's when grace is amazing. When it falls on you know, it, it's there is a song by Phil Wickham, I believe. This is amazing grace. It's a I hate this word contemporary. It's a contemporary song. I love that song because it's so true. Do you want to find some lyrics? Absolutely. I I'm not gonna sing. I haven't sung. Sung. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but to wrap right. up here, or not to wrap, wrap up, up, but I mean to kind of put a bow on it, if you, listener, are struggling with sin at this moment, there's only one solution, and it's the simplest solution, and it's to bow the knee and sub- submit and say, Lord, save me. Lord, help me. I cannot do this on my own. I need my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This means bowing a knee. This means, you know, not putting yourself above God. And this is a real fight that every single person goes through, whether you are in Christ or you are outside of Christ. If you are in Christ, I almost want to say, unfortunately, the battle's more difficult. Oh, for sure. Because, because the conscience is there. It's, it's pushing harder. It's uh-huh. saying, uh-uh. When you, when you smother that, when you say, mm, no, no, I'm good with this. But at the same time, you're actually able to get through it mm-hmm. way better. When you're outside of Christ, you'll just justify everything. Mm-hmm. You can do that when you're in Christ as well, unfortunately. You brought up uh, uh, a comment on a couple episodes ago with Elena. Elena, yes. Okay. You said that, I think she mentioned, but you, but you are a good husband or you're a good father. And you said, but I'm, I don't think you said, but I'm not, but you, she was speaking to perception, perception. Or she's, yeah, she's which, which you are, things. you know, I'm not saying you're not, but you, you said I'm, but I'm not, that's the thing. I'm, I'm a horrible, sinful person. And, and I think that that really resonated with me because we have this perception. There's, there's perception. That's what we look at. We look at, well, I'm, at least I'm not that guy. You know, at least I don't do this. At least I'm not over here doing that. But it doesn't, those, those things don't matter, you know. It's the wrong equation. It's the wrong equation, you know. I found the lyrics I'd like to share. Yeah, go for quick. it. Cool. So <clears throat> this, is, uh, this is amazing grace. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger? The king of glory, the king above all kings. Who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder and leaves us breathless and awe and wonder? 
the King of glory, the King of kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love that you would take my place, that you would bear my cross. You lay down your life that I would be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Who brings our chaos back into order? Who makes the orphan a son or daughter, son and daughter? The King of glory, the King of kings. Who rules the nations with truth and justice? Shines like the sun in all of, in all of its brilliance. The King of glory, the King above all kings. And it's back to the chorus. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love that you would take my place, that you would bear my cross. You laid down your life that I would be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Who is the, the writer? Phil Wickham. Phil Wickham. I, I think early, I don't know how many times I've mentioned, I don't remember. This is the 33rd episode, 40-minute <laughs> episode or whatever. I have no memory of most of the things. But I know I've mentioned before, the gospel to me, the easiest way to explain the gospel is Jesus died for me or God died for me. Mm-hmm. And that that's so you reading those lyrics, that's what I that's instantly lad, yep. latched on to, yep. just that summing up of what's being said. Um, in reference to the Elena comment, I, I don't remember ex- exactly what was being said, but I think it may have been along the lines of, you don't know how bad I am. Yes, correct. Like I live in my head every second mm-hmm. of every day. We all do not live in your head. And that's, well, <laughs> wow. <laughs> trying yeah, to keep it light, trying be, to not being go. Being John Malkovich. <laughs> yeah, right. Kind of thing. That, that's the. <sighs> but you're right. You, you, you do, we live in our own. Do you know what that is? Yeah, it's a. Let me just describe what it is. It's two. It's an accident. Two cars getting in an accident. That's for run-on sentences. I'm teaching my fourth grade son about run-on sentences. Oh, that's hilarious! And you have sentences crash into each other because you say a sentence and then you also say this. I went to the beach and I saw I saw a thing and all this kind of stuff. When we start comparing ourselves to other people, like, yeah, every time, where all we have to do is drive our own car, yeah, and we're yeah. slipping all over the place. Yeah, worry about your own. Yeah, yeah. we don't need to yeah. actually get in the same lane as anybody, anybody else. else. We're on our own lane, and we're doing a horrible job. Horrible. <laughs> and, and, and that's I- that's the realization of what it means to be a Christian is you think you're doing a good job. I don't think you're maybe looking inside hard enough. Yeah. Cause I, I don't like to say other people. I just like to say, are you really being honest about this? Do you well, really understand yeah. what's going on in your own head? Cause I can't imagine but- anybody not being similar to how I am. Okay, let me touch on that. Just like you said, though, no one's in your head. You're not in other people's heads. And, and here's, here's something I, I do have to say is we're not, and we've had this conversation before, we're not there to judge. I'm not there to, I'm there to, to as a witness to God, as God's voice, whatever you want to say. I might say something and I don't even realize what I said and it could change them. Or, I don't know what's going on inside their head. It could all be a big show. You know, well, I'm, this is the way I'm acting or I'm tough. And, and submission in our culture 
is a sign of weakness. You know, and that's what we're supposed to be, submissive to Christ. Mm-hmm. Use that word in our culture. Be submissive. Uh-uh. No. No, I'm a guy. I'm tough. You're your I'm own strong. person. The I'm only, my own. But the only right. person that you can rely on is yourself, is yourself. And you are a strong person and you can do anything. Right. So use submission in this culture. It doesn't, it doesn't work. And I think that a lot of people, in, we, we use that word professed Christians. We, that, I, I don't know if they're professed or not, we, but I think a lot of people live in that they might have this strong, you know, this is the way I look, but deep down inside, I'm, inside I'm crumbling, or I do realize my sin, because I'm not inside their head. You know? But in the same vein, the Bible does instruct us that there are signs. You know, there is a, there's fruit to judge. Have we ever gone through Galatians 5? I don't remember if we We have. We might have done it in a personal... No, but I, I think we... Uh, I'd, I have no memory right now. This is actually the third podcast today. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, when you asked to do another one, I'm like, do you want to do another one? Because we got I, we got just 19 minutes left. I mean, yeah, it's, it's no big good. deal. Uh, but one of the conversations that Stephen and I had this morning, which prior to this being posted, it's going to be posted. But he really talked a lot about empathy, which I thought was a nice, the perfect way for an evangelist to be speaking. Because one of the things that when Tommy and I were having conversations, and I completely agreed with this, we need to have more empathy Mm -hmm. with each other. It it seems to only work one way, though. How do you mean? I mean that somebody who's crying to please be be empathetic with me. Mm -hmm. Okay, but when you you flip that around, okay, well, you also need to be empathetic use empathy with me well no i don't yeah oh i see what you're saying <laughs> kind yeah. of like it needs yeah. to be both it needs ways to be, yes and and one of the things that stevens taught was talking about he doesn't use the bible to beat over people's heads with it mm-hmm. he uses it to brush their hair sure yeah and he used his example of his four or five year old daughter of his wife brushing his daughter's hair and how it hurts. Yeah. There's right. so many yep. tangles in there. And it's that gonna hurt. really hurts. Yep. And so we're talking about being uh, using empathy on other people and going to where they are in their life or however you want to say yep. it. Uh, the gospel is offensive. Mm-hmm. It is. You have to recognize that myself or James or anyone, Stephen, anyone who's sharing, a pastor or teacher, anybody sharing the gospel, if it sounds offensive to you, you, you should perk up to that, and you should go to the Bible and see if what he's saying is actually true, seeing mm-hmm. if it's actually in the Bible, which more often than not, if it's a faithful gospel preacher, it's going to be true. Mm-hmm. And if, it's, if you're seeing signs of being uncomfortable or being repelled from it, embrace that. I think this is a good segue into, um, in, in my life, I've, I've had a very close person a family member go through some struggle, some extreme struggle, very, very earth-shattering type sin, whatever you want to say, and was trying to get over it. I witnessed that struggle of good and evil, of, of as you're talking about. If this bothers you, you know, there might, eh, some alarms might be going off. I watched that struggle go inside this person, back and forth. And I, I spent a lot of time, there was a couple times where I, it was just 
myself and, and her and, and we would read the Bible and, and I would say, and I thought we were at the point where, okay, she needs, she needs so much grace now. Like, you know, you, everybody makes mistakes. This is okay. God will forgive you. You know, you're forgiven and really, really push that. And there was one point where I went over there. I can only explain it as a complete spiritual warfare between good and evil where the person was literally having almost a, a mental breakdown. We have medical terminology now for that. And in some, there is, I mean, there is schizophrenia. I'm not suggesting there's not, but I'm just saying like, in this case, the only way I can explain it is a spiritual warfare. Like I literally witness inside this person, the battle between good and evil, the battle between the good that I know I need to do. And that, that sin that was really holding this person down and pulling and saying, come back, come back. To wrap it around, the battle between self and submission. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, in this case, the battle of self won. The family member uh, went continuing on another path and basically took that, that open sin and flaunted it. A lot of people were hurt. A lot of people were upset. And they didn't care. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most upsetting part is that what you're doing is actively hurting loved ones. And mm-hmm. you, there's absolutely no more conscience. But previous to that, you know, we were working to a certain point and you could see the change. You could see that, that gradual change and coming back and saying you're forgiven. And then, and then it flipped. And I will never forget that day, the, the complete battle of, of, of good and evil. Or as you said, that's a good way to put it. What do you say between submission and self? Self and submission. Submission, yeah. I'm going to the parable of the sower. Yeah. Do I want the explanation or do I want the actual (laughs) parable though? Let's go just to the explanation because this is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, saying, Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful. You could very easily, I mean, the the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches, the desires of self, Yes, I think, is implicit in yeah. there yep. as well. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. At this moment in time, we all probably know somebody. We ourselves may be somebody listening to this it's 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 hard to recognize what soil you are mm-hmm. i mean you could go to matthew 13 i believe i apologize yes. i closed yeah. it and read the actual parable prior to the explanation but at this time your loved one for all intents and purposes it seems like they're one of those first three soils mm-hmm. and it's very hurtful to many many people we have every breath until we die mm-hmm That's our reconciliation time. We can pray for people. 
And this is one of those things. I I I'm at an advantage because I know the story. I know that you know you that know things way have more been, backstory. Well, yeah. yeah, it's and and there has been an attempt to be, I guess, reconciled is maybe in an earthly term the reconciliation between friends and family. There's been the attempt to be made. Mm-hmm. It's always difficult when the attempt at reconciliation is there and people are willing to do that, but yet person who obviously put things into turmoil still doesn't turn away from whatever sin is still ingrained in themselves. Ingrained is, yes, ingrained and will not be submissive. You mentioned Stephen and saying empathy and, and, you know, empathy is is a, a big thing in this case because the attitude, either you are okay with this or I don't, you're done. Get out of my life. And that's not the that's message not, that I read anywhere in the Bible. Right. And, and the. Lots of different peoples try and use that. Use that. So, and, 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 and say, basically, I mean, it comes down to love. love if you and, love me, you would accept this, this part in my life. It's, and it, I'm sorry, if I know a drug, a drug addict, I'm going to go up to him and be like, you got to get off this drug. You can't be doing this drug you're, you're not going to actively help that correct drug addict score or whatever and then the other thing too that you mentioned just a while ago that really struck a chord is um how did you word it, it, it it's got to be two-sided empathy both ways empathy we, both ways yes yeah because that's the other challenging part is when there's no empathy on like okay well i'm i'm trying here and this is, this is what I'm going to, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to reach out, whatever, whatever that might be. And it's just continue like, uh, no, the hurt and pain that other people may have gone through. No, I didn't. That, there's no recognition of that. You know, there's no, there's no realization that, hey, albeit this is where we're at in, this, in, in life, in this situation. And you can't go back. We had that conversation over yeah. dinner. You can't go back and change the past. You can't. When you know, something happens, it, it has done. happened. There's nothing you can do. So I, you can't go back and change that, but there's got to be a realization that, boy, what I did, I, I can't change, but that was pretty, I treated some people pretty crummy, or I, I probably shouldn't have did it this way. And just the realization that, hey, you know what? I screwed up pretty bad in our relationship. Probably shouldn't have did that. Should have reacted differently, and I'm sorry. That's never, ever been the case. And I think that that's where, you know, you're mentioning signs, you're mentioning, that's to me where it's troublesome. Mm-hmm. Because you're not turning from that sin. You're not realizing the pain that you may or may not have caused. goes back to submission. You're either for yourself or you recognize the need for submission. Whenever a sin is committed, I mean, people like to, they like to look for the victim. Yeah. Of something. Right, right. No matter especially nowadays. No matter what the sin is, the ultimate definition of sin is doing something contrary to God. And that's where the submission comes in. If somebody's not admitting their sinful behavior, sinful selfish behavior, they're living contrary to God. They're not being submissive to God. Mm-hmm. And the earthly reconciliation is very important, but the ultimate reconciliation is only found through the blood and the robe of righteousness of our right. Lord and Savior, Jesus right. Christ. And it takes the 
recognition of where we started of recognizing the evil within your own heart Mm -hmm. and saying, Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. We had about five minutes or so. Do you want? <laughs> I think I think I'm kind of feeling that you kind of covered some yeah, things no, I, here. Yeah, yeah. I want to go to Galatians because we we we. This is the second episode tonight. The the first the one first, was first. the previous one to this, if you can believe that. Um, but we did talk about freedom a lot, and I actually have a, a shirt that I got for like four or five dollars. <laughs> It's white T-shirt that says "Freedom," Galatians five verse one. Oh, cool! And I'm waiting for somebody to go up to me and be like, "Hey, what does Galatians five verse one say?" And I, and I would say, "I don't actually know, but we could go to the Bible and read it because I don't have it memorized because my memory is so horrible." Right, write it on the just handwrite it on the back. Yeah, of the shirt. I would. I would get uh, <laughs> business cards and hand them out. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. That's what sin is. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned Elena, the Elena episodes and uh, talking about coming out of Egypt. Right. They were slaves in Egypt. This was a foreshadowing of Christians being taken out of the yoke of slavery mm-hmm. to sin. Four hundred years worth. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. I'm going to skip the next couple of verses because he's specifically talking about circumcision, and they're all very important. I encourage you to read them. I'm going to skip down to 13. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word or one saying, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. And there's a nice little rapid in a bow from our previous episode of debating, mm-hmm. of getting worked up over things that are, for all intents and purposes, so inconsequential. We go to our previous recording god's got this right do not we're, we're reading numbers 14 i think today and it was caleb and joshua coming out of the they went with the other spies and checked out the promised land and they gave a wonderful it's a land flowing with milk and honey and all the other spies said this is horrible we should go back to egypt like yeah. this is we can't, can't do this do, and they yep. start grumbling and complaining to Moses and God's response is they are grumbling and complaining to me. Mm-hmm. They are not grumbling and complaining to Moses. That's a good point. Yeah. They're not recognizing what God has actually done for them. Where their blessings flow. Praise God mm-hmm. from whom all blessings flow. I'm going to continue on. We're going to we're going to get through this. Verse 16, Galatians 5, verse 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Very important. Every single person, examine yourself. I don't care how long you've been a Mm -hmm. member of a church. I don't know. I don't care how much volunteering work you do. Listen to these verses and take it into heart. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. 
Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Every single person in the entire history of the world should be convicted of those things. Right. You should not be able to listen to those things and be like, eh, mm, not, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm good. Nope. Yep. Here's the good news. And this is examining yourself and recognizing if there are little tiny buds. That's all you need. Just mm-hmm. a little tiny bud. And embrace that. Focus on that. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Chapter 5 of Galatians. Awesome. I as well have had a similar experience with somebody that I know and love, and I actually read this to them while I was witnessing the spiritual battle. Before I could get to the fruit of the Spirit, they grabbed the Bible out of my hand and would not let me continue to read. I believe that person was convicted. But at the time, I think the person was looking at me and saying, how dare Dare. he Mm -hmm. say this? I was not saying it. God was saying it. And that's the important thing to remember. When When we do reach out to our loved ones, our friends, our families with the gospel, when we do confront them about whatever sin is going on, we can't be afraid to preach God's word, to show them God's word. We don't do it out of conceit. We don't do it out of spite. We do it out of love. Mm -hmm. And the pushback that we're going to get, Stephen and I talked about this previously, the pushback is real. The gospel is offensive to those who are perishing. And also to Christians. Oh, many times. Sin is very powerful and sin is not to be toyed with. Don't tinker with sin. Which that's the tough thing. We all do. Do. We have all. done, but did. One thing that it says in um, Galatians. Want me to go back? Yeah, go back. We got time. Might be able to look it up on my phone faster. <laughs> <laughs> There's six chapters, man. Where you want oh me to go? I'm gosh. ready. You got okay. Go. Um, it was, but when you're in faith, brothers, if any, the, the very next chapter, brothers, yeah. if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor, for each will have to bear his own load. 
examining yourself is huge. Really recognizing. And the only way to examine yourself is to be in the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that Stephen and I as well talked about is, you know, you're going to have days where you're tired. You've worked long, long days, long hours. So many things are piling up. The kids are crabby. Your wife didn't come home on time. Whatever the situation is. And you're going to be like, okay, I want to go to bed. Oh, I haven't read the Bible yet today. You're tired. I get it. Try and do Bible reading, not right before bed. <laughs> I think that's a habit that I, everybody gets I, into. I agree, yeah. but Make time during the day. Make time in the morning. Do these things that are they're just better habits. Just get in the better habit of being connected to God's word. Listen to the Bible okay. while driving. One I'm thing, done. <laughs> one thing I was going to, in Galatians 5, verse 18, it says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are no longer under the law, which is very interesting. And the reason I say it's interesting is because we're sinners and we're saints. Because of Christ, we are no longer under that law. It doesn't pertain to us. Does that mean that we get to do whatever? We've had this conversation before. Does that mean we get to do whatever we want to do? No, 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 of course not. Paul talks about that. But we are no longer under that law. We are free from it. And there's a freedom in that, you know? I mean, that it should be like that yoke is lifted. We no longer have the fear of punishment. Right. We have the realization of disappointing our loving, wonderful, great God eternal our Father in heaven. Every single person should recognize this in whatever kind of relationship situation you have with parents or with spouses or whatever, even kids, Right. of I did something that obviously I shouldn't have done, mm-hmm. and I have disappointed somebody that I love. Mm-hmm. That is a horrible feeling. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. That is our relationship. A, 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 an adopted child of God has that weight of disappointment with the most glorious, most wonderful, immortal, invisible, wish I had it memorized. <laughs> I'll get there. Just, just relax. Are you looking for a psalm? No, I'm looking for it. Was it the start of this one or was it the last one? I don't even remember now. It was last it episode. Was last episode and I don't remember last episode, so you really don't remember last episode. I really episode. don't. Immortal, invisible, God only wise. That's actually 1 Timothy 1, verse 17, which is King James Version. Sorry. Stand by. Uh, 1 Timothy 1, verse 17. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. We're not under the law, but we want to walk in ways of righteousness. Mm -hmm. We want to do what is pleasing to the Father. It's like a finger painted picture that's just crap <laughs> like it's nothing <laughs> we can't god does not need anything from us god has given us a gift and god has said here it is grace eternal forgiveness eternal reconciliation riches in heaven walk in the ways that you should do this we love because he first loved us well i think it's important to remember that like you brought up your parents or, or a kid, you know, and there's, there's rules, there's rules to life. Why do you have rules for your kids? Why do you, as a father, why do you 
have certain restrictions in their in their life. Why don't you let your kids do whatever they want and and play video games all day and you know? It's out of love for them because you know what's best for them. Exactly. And that's it's the same thing. You, so many people I don't I don't like Christianity or I don't like the Bible because it's all about these rules and I don't want to do them. No, you're 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 misunderstanding the rules. These these are God's rules for our benefit. Not because not God is dominating and wants us and, to do these things. And, and not because you have to do it because you ha- that's how you're going to get to heaven. No, 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 no. All wiped away. Yes. Nobody was able to do it. Jesus Christ, true God, true man, was able to do, fulfill the whole law. It is finished. And that's the submission. Submission. Yeah, I was actually just going to say that. That's get weird, rid of the Because that's what I was going to say. Submission. Submit to me. Out of love. Out of love, yeah. Out of recon- which, recognition. Which, as I just mentioned, in today's earthly world, submission is not, you don't do that. The gospel is offensive mm-hmm. to those who are perishing. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. James, thank you again for your hospitality. You brought me chicken. Thank you.